Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. This is Calvin. I'm uh, looking forward to sharing another sermon cast with you today. And uh, this one is on how God shapes us through our experiences. Uh, Just a short clip from a message I recently spoke. And I hope you know that God takes the everyday, ordinary things that you and I go through, and he uses them in our life to not only shape us into who he wants us to be, but to also propel us into our destiny. And so I hope that you enjoy this clip today, and we'll catch you on the other side. But God shapes us through relationships. He also shapes us through our experiences. Sometimes it's encounters with God. I've had, anybody just had a life-changing encounter with God before? Like, amen, see? Somebody's watching via Facebook Live, and they know. They, they're like, yes, I have, okay? Um, listen, I, my, my pastor in Nashville said this, and I totally agree with this. Everybody should have an encounter with God that they know was real, but they can't explain. You know why? Because he's bigger than you are. He's bigger than you think he is. He's beyond what we can fully comprehend. And some of you, that's scary, understand, but it's true. He'll use good times. He'll use difficult times. He'll take the highs and lows. Write this down. God never wastes a season. I heard a a political person say years ago, we never waste a crisis to push our agenda. Can I tell you, God never wastes a crisis in your life to shape you into who he's making you and intended you to be. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all, everybody say all, all things God works for the good of those that love him who have been called according to his purposes. God uses the circumstances of everyday life to shape us, to form us. David was a shepherd. He fought off lions and bears, oh my, to protect the sheep. He was skilled with a slingshot, very skilled, okay? And then David, he was anointed to be king. He didn't know that that slingshot was gonna be the thing that God used to propel him forward while he was out just protecting the sheep. He didn't become king right away, though, after he was anointed to be king. I love this about David. I've grown to appreciate him so much more. We always think of his failure with Bathsheba, but can you imagine being called and known and anointed to be king, and you have to sit and serve the godless, demon-possessed king? Can you imagine that? And you're the one playing the guitar just so he can chill out and quit being tormented. I I revere David so much more now because of the process he had to go through and he had to wait. And listen, these times where we have to wait and there's pressure and we we don't understand and it feels confusing and it might feel like you might feel insignificant during these times. You might feel like you're, you're not living to your full potential yet and you're not. That's okay at this time. You, you don't understand God's ways. It's in these seasons. The reason you're not living to your full, full potential is because you're not ready for it yet. And God is developing you and there's an incubation time on your call. This time he adds to your tool belt. He gives you experience. He shapes you. I remember this time when I learned how to dream with God. And I'll tell you, when I learned how to dream with God is when I was having my shepherd experience, except I was looking at a big press and punching parts, working for my dad. And listen, the things that I see now in my life, the things that I'm living out in my calling, God helped me dream about them then. We're talking 20 plus years ago. 
that I would sit and I'd stamp parts and it was repetitive work and I would sit and pay attention to that all the while, like praying, like, God, what are we dreaming about today? What are we thinking about? Like, where are we going? Like, show me what we're doing. I've got these ideas, these dreams. Can I tell you, it's okay to dream with God. It's okay to dream with him. When I was touring full time, I was traveling the world, getting paid to play music, which just seems surreal to me. And I was traveling the world, I was traveling the country, and I was going to, to different churches. I was going to different church events and Christian events and concerts and doing all this thing. And I had no idea that the entire time that I was in this, I wasn't just there playing music or having a show. God was shaping me, forming me, showing me what the global church looked like, helping me to see the good things from this one, the good things from this one, the bad things from this one, the bad things from this one, giving me a clear picture of the kind of church that he called me to lead. I didn't realize. I just thought I was playing music. I just thought I was going to jam a bit, you know. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Right? Okay. That was did that. I can't have a bowl cut. Look at this, Hebrews 5.8. God never wastes a season, okay? Whether it's easy, whether it's difficult, maybe especially when it's difficult. Look at this. I've said this a lot lately. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from what? His wins? When he was successful? No, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. I remember there was this time in, in Nashville. I was driving down 840 uh, south of, of Nashville, south of Franklin. I was driving west on 840 to go home in Spring Hill, and I could show you where I was, and I was I was driving and I, we were in this terrible time and work had randomly dried up and we went through this weird season and I literally didn't know how I was going to buy groceries the next week. And I remember just weeping, driving down the road and thinking, what in the world am I going to do? I get kids, I get family, what in the world is going on? And I just remember coming to this point where I settled in my heart and I like screamed it to God, Lord, though you slay me, yet I will trust you. If you don't know, Job said that. And I remember it went, it was like it fell from here into my very core, into my gut. And I, I meant it when I said that. And I believed it. And I can tell you from that day, things started immediately changing in our life. Why? Because I fully put my trust in him. The idea of trusting God went from being an idea to a value. Something that I held fully. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this sermon cast today. Uh, listen, I, I know something to be true, and that's Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6. It says... Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not some of it, but all of it. And don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And what will he do? He'll direct your paths. So you can trust the Lord that if you fully submitted your life to him, that he will lead and guide you and direct your paths. I hope you enjoyed this today. Follow me on social media at Pastor Chats and at Calvin Ray Barnes. I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.